your host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Welcome everybody to the Resilient Minds podcast. I'm super pumped to be here today and excited to, you know, be sharing an amazing uh, time on the mic with an amazing human being uh, all the way from Tuscany today, Mr. Johnny Mitchell. How are you, brother? Mate, I'm absolutely amazing and I'm chuffed to be here as well. I know we've been trying to make this happen for a little while, but I am absolutely stoked to be here talking to you today. Oh, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We got a lot to cover. I think that there's gonna be so much like brilliance and sharing. Uh, we briefly spoke before the podcast, you know, before we hit the record, and like already so much to to bounce off of each other. But for those of you that don't know Johnny, Johnny is the director of the Coaching Masters uh, from you know numerous and various TV appearances and a huge online influence. Johnny has a long list and an amazing history in business and personal development. You know, from those of you starting, you know, first businesses, you know, he's had his long share of experiences from back, you know, his first business in Hong Kong in 2012 to developing a property empire and a seven figure nationwide supported living care home company. Johnny has extensive experience both in business and working with people with a wide range of mental health problems from depression, anxiety, and paranoid schizophrenia. Johnny, now having retrained as an accredited coach, is now dedicated to using his business knowledge, healthcare experience, and online influence of over 400,000 followers to make a huge difference in the world. By turning his influence into impact and joining both Lewis and Liam, who was on the show, on their mission to ensure their coaching masters makes its mark in the world. Welcome, brother. It's going to be nothing but so much great conversation, beautiful opportunity to connect. And like you said, it's been, we've been trying to do this for a little while. <laughs> We're both traveling all over the world, just like in the middle of COVID. I think it's funny because everyone's like, you know, I think Eric, you're the only person in the middle of COVID that is traveling around the planet. But no, Johnny is as well. During this time, I think that there's been um, an experience of life that, um, just like as we continued the resiliency in, in our lives of like as we persevered and grew, even during these tumultuous times, it seems like we both have that in common where we're willing to go out there and like live our of our lives regardless of the you know circumstances around us so you know what i always share with everybody on the resilient minds podcast is you know to our listeners is you know how our experiences of life can really become our x factor right um how can and can really determine and allow us to recreate our why our why factor so, you know, I, I gave a little small of a brief intro about your experience of what you've been through and how that's grown, but I really would love for you if you could share perhaps like a small um, setting of, of what has been some defining moments in your life that helped you keep that resilience to continue mm. to persevere toward your why, because I believe 
we all have some sort of encompassing overarching defining moment and maybe multiple of them um, mm. but i'd love to hear like what was some of your experiences johnny as you continue to go through this experience of life absolutely i mean like my main part well, like the, the the defining time in my life was actually when i was around 21 years old something like that i um i decided that i was going to start a business with an ex-girlfriend of mine she was a clothes designer and, um, you know, I had, I had some money to play with at the time. So I thought, okay, yeah, we'll do it. We'll start manufacturing. We'll start, uh, start doing some retail, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, obviously I jumped on my laptop and I thought, okay, China's going to be the main place. So we're sourcing manufacturers from my laptop. We're doing on like Alibaba, like really basic stuff. And um, then I started looking at the best places to base the company. And like I saw Hong Kong flash up. So it was like really easy to do business out there. Great like tax efficiency, that kind of thing. So it was really kind of like off the cuff, but we ended up just flying out to Hong Kong. Like I'd done a, a fair bit of traveling, but um, I ended up in Hong Kong. We started a business out there. I spent like six months in China, like sourcing manufacturers uh, actually in there as well. And this is at 21 years old. I, at the time, it didn't really seem like much, but now looking back, I do think to myself like, yeah, actually that was completely mad doing that back then. Um, we lived in Hong Kong for a bit and then we ended up uh, in Bangkok and we were living in Bangkok. Now, the relationship uh, suffered somewhat and the company completely folded. Yeah, it failed miserably, <laughs> which I don't mind saying. Um, but it, uh, it got to a point where uh, my, that we had just broken up and then she had moved back to England and I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to be that guy sort of like with my tail between my legs, like going home, like I'd already built it up so much in my mind. So I was like, no, whatever happens, I am going to make this work here. Um, and it's really strange. I was actually out in uh, Thailand and my, my dad used to be a day trader. So he'd always taught us a little bit about like day trading and the market, things like that. And um, I just started trading from my laptop. And um, I started, I realized I was actually really good at it. I was doing like technical analysis trading and started building up like a really huge, huge account. And uh, then as my account got bigger, I started like news trading and I was making like more money than I know what to do with. And I, before you know it, I went, I went from living in like a hostel in Thailand to living in like a, a penthouse in a, in a hotel in Bangkok. <laughs> skip, skip forward a bit. It, it was, uh, you know, I decided that actually a friend of mine had uh, started developing care homes and stuff like that. And it sort of gave me the idea to dip a little toe in. And I went into business with my dad as well, who had a ton of property. So we sort of combined forces on that. And um, yeah, we, we started opening supportive living care homes for learning disabilities and mental health. So uh, from there, that's when um, I got a real taste for actually making money whilst helping people. Like we started developing like really beautiful homes for people with like, uh, like five-star accommodation, you know, pretty much, pretty much five-star hotels. Everyone's completely like massively looked after um, in every single way. And, um, yeah, I, I think definitely like to your question, Thailand was definitely the defining moment. Yeah. Um, the care homes was like the first thing I really got involved in. Like it, it made me feel amazing that I was actually being able to, uh, make money while whilst also giving something back. Um, and then there was like a string of events after that from like TV appearances and everything else, like living all over the world that uh, just sort of built up. And I, I always think that traveling around the world is like the best knowledge that you can have. Like I learned so wow. much in that, short space of time in Hong Kong uh, than I ever did in school. Um, it, if you can do business in Hong Kong at 21, you can do business anywhere, trust me, especially in mainland China, trying to like source manufacturers at that age in China. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah. so as you kind of like went through, you know, this evolution, 
um, you know, from 21 and, and learning and like working with, you know, your girlfriend at the time, how has that really changed now? And then obviously like, um, you know, doing something where you were actually being more even later than transitioning into something like was, was a force for good. What would you tell like somebody that right now during these tumultuous times, maybe there's some sort of uncertainty, maybe they're, you know, they're, you know, young and, you know, just got out of uh, high school or perhaps there's somebody that's older and their business has completely come to a standstill and now it's time for them to get really, you know, they have to pivot or they have to, you know, use the resources that are maybe um, now available in the world so that they, because they don't have a, like uh, they have a brick and mortar business. Um, mm. What would you tell somebody now that at this point in time that maybe it might be beneficial for them if they're listening right now? I think a hundred percent. I mean, you, you hear it every single day anyway, but everything is going online. Um, people have, and, and it's not just that it's going online, but things are being taken out of our control. Like for years, everyone looked at entrepreneurs and thought, yeah, they're the ones taking the risk. I'm going to stick to my sort of nine to five and make sure I'm paid. But now what has this year, year taught us? It's taught us that actually the risk is being in a nine to five, because as soon as the chips are down, you're not the, in, you're not in the, the owner's best interest. His money is in his best interest and you're sort of out on your own. So it is, you definitely need to, I would say to anyone my age, like 100%, take that first step. Because that's literally it. And you're never going to know unless you actually try it. You know, go out on a limb, like find something, trust your intuition with it as well, but find something that you're actually going to enjoy, something that you can do freely across the world, something you can do from your laptop and actually just take action on it. Um, people think that is so out of reach. I, I literally, that's the one thing I hear every single day. People are like, I literally couldn't afford to do what you do. And I'm like, what do you mean you couldn't afford to? I live in Bali. Bali like cost me virtually nothing. I could live in Bali on like two coaching clients if I wanted to, you know, and that would support me more, much more than I need. Um, it's living in London was like crazy, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then like spending like three grand on like a two bedroom apartment, like the size of a living room. It's crazy. Um, London is, is what well, England in general, the Western world, we're, we're almost brainwashed to think that actually that's what we need to be doing and going to live on a beach is like completely out of the question. That's something you do when you're 60 years old and retired. And actually yeah. you just need to take that first step to take a little bit of control back into your own life. Find something, find something that is going to give you that freedom and the rest will fall into place. If you enjoy doing it, the rest will fall into place. And what would you tell to somebody when they say, how, how am I going to figure it out? I would talk, uh, if, like how to figure it out is more to do with like trying things out. Like, so for me, I went out with a certain, um, I went out with a certain idea about how I was going to make money. It didn't work out. So what did I do? Instead of going home, I tried something else. I thought, you know what? And, and sometimes when you're under pressure, that's like the best time to be doing uh, your thinking. It's the best time to be trying things out. You know, like I never saw myself as being a day trader and it ended up making me a fortune. Um, only because I didn't want to have to go home from Thailand. <laughs> you never really know unless you try it. And like, you, you have to be resourceful and you have to, like I said, trust your instincts, trust your intuition. Um, obviously there is always a point where you have to give up, uh, not have to give up, but you have to improvise rather. Um, like if it's life or death, then yeah, maybe. But um, you know, in the world that we live in right now, there is opportunities flying everywhere. You know, you've been traveling for how many years now around the world working online 10 10 years 10 years yeah 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 
I've done it now for three. And honestly, man, um, people every day, they look at like, you know, the craziest experience of life is like, you're not so you're, you're, you're looking at things from, um, they're seeing things from like, a, 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 how could you ever live like that? Um, and I personally, what I would, what I say is like, you make a decision that really invigorates your life and want to live in fulfillment. I used to think in a way of like achievement, only focus on achievement. When you started recognizing that transition of fulfillment, when you started helping more people and really turning that mindset, how did your why really persevere and push you to that next level? You know, it's, it's actually quite interesting um, because a lot of the time, same as you, even though I was, I found out that I loved traveling, but I didn't necessarily see it as like the main thing I needed to be doing in life. And I actually went back to England to live uh, for, I went back to London for a couple of years to actually mm. live. And, it, and in that uh, short space of time, I started up like a, a regulated um, trading company in London. Um, and it sort of took up a lot of my time. And I really got sucked back into that world and I became very, very superficial and I became very money orientated. Um, you know, I was, I didn't really, I was definitely unfulfilled. I didn't know why I was like snatching at things, trying to like drag it in and just make me happy. I was buying silly cars and just like, just doing stupid stuff just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. um, I got to a stage where I was very closed minded and um, you know, in that short space of time as well, I, I met someone, I got engaged and I still, I just wasn't feeling that fulfillment. And that's when I met my business partners, uh, Liam and Lewis. So they had approached me about a collaboration with these guys and they, they were speaking my language, like business. And then they were talking about stuff that was kind of new to me from someone else. They were like, look, you know, we're here to like help people. We actually want to help people. We, we make no bones about the fact that we want to make money, but we actually want to help people. I was like, I like these guys, they're, they're cool. And I, at the time I'd never even heard of coaching. Well, I'd heard of it, but I had a very loose understanding. I thought it was like some kind of Scientology yeah. stuff. <laughs> I didn't really know. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And then they said to me like, you know, if you're gonna be promoting for us, like if you're gonna be partnering up with us, you've got to do the accreditation course. You've got to learn what we're all about. So I did it. And like the first week I was sort of half in, half out, didn't really, I wasn't paying like attention almost, you know, and then by like week two, week three, I was having like actual breakthroughs. Like, and I, I was so yeah. ignorant at the time thinking like, these guys can't teach me anything that I don't know. And actually I was having like mad breakthroughs. So I loved it so much. I spoke to Lewis and I was like, I actually want some coaching. We started doing some coaching and we, it was just like, even in the first session, I was able to really dig deep and see that all these things that I was snatching at trying to make myself happy was so insignificant and what was actually going to make me happy was the freedom that I'd been neglecting myself of for such a long time and actually being able to, to nurture what I really wanted out of life. And it's something that I knew, but it took coaching in order to realize it. And from there, like I knew I wanted to be in business with these guys. I knew that I had to be in business with these guys. They just, it made tons and tons of sense to me. It was almost like a, an extension of what I was already doing. I was being able to help people and it was, and that, and that was it for me. I was like, I spoke to my fiance at the time and I was like, look, I've had like a real kind of epiphany and I need to be traveling again. I was like, let's go, let's go move country. Let's go live somewhere else. Let's go travel. Because for me, like, I love it. Like I don't ever, if I'm in one place for too long, I go fucking mad, you know, like I'm, yeah. I can't be sitting yeah. there. Whereas if, uh, you know, if I'm traveling around, that's when I feel just at peace. I feel perfect like that. Um, and obviously everyone's different, but for me, that's what it is. And 
unfortunately it caused certain frictions in the relationship um and it broke down but uh and then within a month that's it i was out i was gone i was in bali uh, i ended up buying into the company that i'm part of now <laughs> and yeah that was that was really the push for me it was actually realizing that i had it completely wrong even though i'd been at it for such a long time i had everything completely wrong i was chasing the wrong things and then now I live out in Bali, you know, I drive a scooter. I've got my Rolls Royce on the drive in London. I can't even sell it. No one wants to buy it. <laughs> I drive a scooter now in Bali. You know, I've rescued like six Bali dogs. Like I live in a house with a load of like wild dogs. Um, it's just chill. Like, you know, I, I wake up, I go for a walk on the beach in my dressing gown, <laughs> in my robe. <laughs> it's just life's yeah. just so much more chill. I was, I was yeah. literally looking at everyone around me thinking that's what I need to be, to be like. And I've done it my whole life. I've looked at... Obviously, it's great to visualize uh, yourself in, in places like that, but I realized that actually I was making the wrong visualizations. I was seeing myself with like the cars and the money and like flying private and like just doing that, just living that life in London as well. It's so, it's like it everywhere. Um, and then when I actually got there, I was just like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, this isn't filling me like it should be. Um, and it came at the perfect time because it was the same time I met my business partners. It was exactly the same time that. I was able to see what direction uh, I was supposed to be going in. And it's massively fulfilling, everything that I do now. I don't do it if it's not fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. You know, living, that, living that, that fulfilling lifestyle, describe kind of the process behind how somebody that maybe, you know, is looking for coaching or, you know, wanting to really break through in their own dynamic to see what's really important for themselves, where, you know, maybe they're, you know, it's an entrepreneur that's, you know, super achieved, or maybe it's somebody that's mm. just truly wanting to thinking that that's what they need to be fulfilled. Mm. Describe mm. the process to what's possible. Essentially with coaching, it's, uh, you know, it's not magic. Um, it, I mean, the, the, the breakthroughs that I had are just all around just asking questions because sometimes the answers are right in front of us, but we are blind to actually see these things from for ourselves. And it, you know, you've, you've heard the expression, you can be your own worst enemy. And it, it's completely true. Like a lot of the time you are chasing things that you are told every single day that you need to have. And sometimes it, you need that extra perspective. You need someone asking you the right questions. Like for me, it was when was the happiest time in your life that you can remember? And I was like, probably when I was living in Thailand, it's like, why was that the happiest time? And I was like, well, it was exciting. It was like an adventure. You know, every single day was something new. It was like thrilling. And it was like, right, so what does that tell you? And it's like, okay, almost like that, like an instant breakthrough. You know, I w it was like, what do you want? Uh, well, I, w I want money. And then it's like, yeah, but when were you happiest? It's like, oh, when I was doing that. So you find tons of contradictions and you do find the path relatively easily when you have like another perspective and someone asking you the right questions. Um, and that's, it, that's exactly how, how it works. <laughs> I think that's super interesting. Um, you know, especially when we start asking these questions start to be asked by, by others and we start mm -hmm. to ask ourselves these powerful, profound questions. It's like, you know, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your, your life, the, your quality, the, the relationship, the quality of your results. And mm -hmm. the one thing that, you know, I could totally relate to you is, you know, I spent some time, you know, traveling and then I stopped traveling in um in australia for a little while where i met an amazing woman where at the time you know she had she's already built this empire and i thought that i needed to stay there and i felt 
I think that what I felt is, is, you know, and I made it mean, you know, that I was, um, that I was trapped. I'm, I made that mean. She didn't, she didn't make that mean. I made that mean that. Do you know what I mean? Are you still there? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. And interest, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, once I realized that, um, it was me that made the meaning behind that. It was like, hold on a second. I was always, it's like as men, right? We always have this ideology of like, we wanting to be free. Um, and the question for me was always like, I, the truth is, is that, you know, when I make the decision inside of myself to be free, I am free. It was like, it was a profound moment for me because I made, you know, when we can always like be in our ego or decide that somebody else is um, affecting our conditions or perhaps even our decisions. The truth is, is that, you know, we are the decision makers, right? We can change our, you know, circumstances if we choose to, especially based mm. off of our, what we decide to think. And when mm. you're, when you're mentioning like, I wasn't maybe traveling. And I, I think that because I wasn't traveling as much as I would like, and, and of course COVID happened and all these like circumstances, mm. Mm. I shut down, you know, um, I think I shut down. I think, and as, as literally this is coming to me as you're talking about it, right? Like these, this, this is like just totally new for me, but like, as you're discussing this, mm. it's, it's really cool to see how, resonance can happen and i think that even in a moment like this where you have a really profound conversation around experience people can take away and relate in their own life so many times mm. and i think that's the power of coaching would you agree absolutely yeah i mean that's it it's, a, it's a, essentially teaching other people for your own experiences that's it yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And, no, and as you continue, as you continue to go through life and, you know, share your story, that becomes essentially the byproduct of, of your legacy. Exactly. I mean, like, that's why traveling is so important because it's not just about going to see other places, like naturally other things present themselves, you know, of whether it's opportunities or meeting new people or just seeing other ways of life, experiencing new cultures especially with business, because, you know, in, in the Western world, we have a way of doing business that is yeah. very kind of like, very straightforward, you know, and only experiencing yeah. it in other countries can you kind of see like, wow, okay, things are done really different here, but it gives you like an, an epic perspective on how to actually conduct your business in, other, in back at home as well. Um, and yeah, just there's so many things. I mean, uh, traveling around was by far the best thing I ever did for the last 10 years, um, because I know for a fact that if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I definitely wouldn't have had the opportunities that I have right now. And that um, certainly wouldn't be in the same position whatsoever. So if you could tell yourself, if you could, you know, knowing the knowledge that you have today, mm. what would you, and you could tell yourself a message, you know, send yourself a message 10 years ago, what would you mm. tell that younger version of yourself, Johnny? Um, <laughs> I'd probably tell myself to take more risks, to be honest with you, because yeah. actually, like, I, I took, a, the only times that I took, like, really big risks were when I was trading, 
like that obviously you, uh, I took a few silly risks which made it made me a lot of money you know but there's no doubt about that there was definitely an element of luck <laughs> involved in all that as well yeah. um, but actually you know like I, I spent a lot of time being more timid I spent a lot of time thinking like okay yeah maybe I shouldn't do that maybe I shouldn't do that because I was a young kid and I was living on my own in like you know parts of the world which were a long way from home and um, yeah. there were definitely opportunities that presented themselves that I shied away from which I look at now and think that was the opportunity that I needed. So yeah, if I could go back, I would be like, take more risks, like take them opportunities up and that every single one of them. Um, Cause especially yeah. when you're young as well, I know now, I know I'm like 30. I know now that like really nothing that would have happened to me at 21 financially would have mattered because I would have bounced back. Cause you can live when you're 21 as well. You know, if you have a bad month, you can live off like super noodles for a month, <laughs> you know, I just live in a hostel. It would have been absolutely fine. Um, you know, as you continue to grow in your life and you go through a ton of different experiences, where do you get your best ideas from Johnny? I mean, to be honest with you, like it comes from pressure, like any of the good ideas that I've ever had come from pressure because I only, uh, like I acted when, uh, when I started trading, I acted because I didn't want to go home. And then I was quite comfortable being where I was. Um, actually I was quite comfortable just trading and everything like that. And it's only when I started reading about how like the banks will only insure you up to like 60 grand per account and stuff like that. It's only when I started hearing about stuff like that, that I was like, okay, so maybe I'll go and do that now. And it's, it's funny how I act under pressure, but it is actually that what it takes is that little light bulb in your head. That's like, okay, this isn't going to be safe. Like you need to just like expand to do something else. That's usually what gives me the boot to do it. <laughs> and when you, when you, when you, when you have this pressure and you're, you, you know that you need to step up, um, is there, is there a moment where you're like, uh, there's fear, but you're just like, you, you do it anyway. You know, that old saying courage, <laughs> um, just yeah. creating it in the moment. <laughs> there is, there's definitely, there's definitely an element of that, but a lot of it as well as I just treat it as like a sign. I'm like, okay, like yeah. I need to be, I need to be taking this as a signal that I, I need to be investing my time elsewhere. And over time I've learned that actually it's the best journey because I'm doing these things. And instead of saying in one place, I'm, slowly slowly just branching out into different industries i'm learning more i'm creating more sources of income and um i'll probably keep doing it till i die <laughs> i don't think i'll ever and, stop like yeah and i think that that's a huge thing to have like when, especially when we're talking about resilience right like you continue mm. to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and so mm. that naturally transitions into your work every day right not just in your life mm. in your relationship but in your work so how does that show up in your daily, you know, routine um, or what you do daily, you know, when it comes to, you know, maybe your beloved or your loved one, or how do these values of persistence or resilience or just constant and never ending improvement continue mm. to show up in your life daily? I think, I think that's exactly it. I think I just, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I, want to be the best like I have to, I, I want to improve constantly I want to keep uh, adapting I want to keep growing and I like to surround myself with people who help me learn other things like my girlfriend right now is when I first met her I thought she was completely crazy <laughs> but she's not obviously <laughs> I thought she's completely crazy but then she started teaching me stuff uh, especially like around more 
um, spiritual kind of things as well, like stuff that actually at the time I thought is nuts, but it started really adapting into like hugely beneficial things for like my work. And, you know, like I never used to meditate, like, and she's, she's obviously introduced me into that. And just like, she's made me a lot more um, accepting, a lot more present, you know, like I used to be the kind of person that's really focused on what's going on in the future. Like my mind would constantly work and she's given me the ability to actually take a step back and wind, uh, sort of like wind down and accept that where I am right now is the only place that I need to be and whatever happens is going to happen. Um, so that kind of thing there, I mean, that's, that's the, the real thing that I, I enjoy from like this personal development experience, like throughout my life, it's being able to surround myself with people who I actually aspire to be like and who teach me things every single day. Yeah, presence. Um, you touched mm. on something that, that to me means a lot. And I think mm. the, the more we live in not just that presence of love, but but making decisions from that presence of love, mm. uh, the present moment, the because then we're not anxious about anything. We're not fearful sure. of anything. We're not uncertain mm. about anything. And I think that when you live in presence, and you know, I'd love to hear your ideas, when you live in presence, you have a greater conscious faith in that something is actually guiding you to the next step. You don't have to worry about it. You're being mm. guided and it connects you to something more stronger than yourself. I really believe that. Absolutely. And that's exactly something that I've adapted to believe uh, more now because back then, well, even a year ago, I was such a firm believer that like, I need to be staying on the ball. With, don't get me wrong, I need to be staying on the ball. But I was constantly like planning like every single thing like so far down the line and that was causing me quite a lot of anxiety. And like yeah. now I am able to, I am able to just trust, that's it, like be present and trust that actually me not strangling every situation and trying to like shake it to happen and actually allowing myself to be guided. That is, I mean, since I've started doing that, I now, working less, um, less, uh, less stressed. That's the gift. I believe that slowly the, that as we create, um, you know, become these unconscious creators to transition into conscious creators, to conscious leaders, mm. to conscious entrepreneurs, to conscious integrators of life is, is really a gift. It's like, I always share, um, you know, from a young age and, this was, you know, I don't know if this was you, but this was definitely me. You know, I, I believed inside of, I only saw things from inside of a box. And mm. I didn't see outside of that box for so long because of the, you know, the, what was, what was necessarily um, put, bestowed upon me. And I think that once I realized that the rules are actually created inside by, by people that are outside of the box for the people that are inside the box. I realized that there are, that there are no rules that, that we can make our own. And it, it really like, it, it gave me the biggest and most profound like aha moment where we get to actually create our own reality. What do you think? I mean, that is, that's like a hell of a statement. There. I mean, that's actually an amazing way to put it as well. The people, outside the box are the ones that make the rules for the people inside the box. And yeah. it's completely, it is completely true. I mean, but when, when I was a kid, like, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I had a, a good childhood family wise, but I had a rough time when I was younger, you know, I suffered quite a lot in school and 
I, would, I wasn't getting anywhere in school. Um, I had a, like a really hard time from bullying and stuff like that. And it was almost like I knew I had to be doing something else. I knew I had to be outside the box. I knew I couldn't stand to be inside the box. From a very, I mean, I left school early. I didn't go to like college or university or anything. As soon as I could, I started thinking about how I could make money in order to actually get outside the box. I knew that I had to um, be resourceful with what I with what I had in order to create a life for me where I didn't have to be around them kind of people, which is kind of crazy. But that's what that taught me when I was a re at a really really young age, sort of around like sixteen. Um, so yeah, it was almost like. There was a lot of things that happened there that gave me the ammunition to actually push forward to do a lot of the stuff that I, I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, even though I was firmly inside the box, even from a young age, I always wanted to kind of like jump outside. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think that that's what obviously has brought you to where you are today is like you've, you've pushed yourself outside of that box at a younger age. And so that's why you're, you know, you're, you're way further along the, the road down the line, if you will, um, you know, than, than so many others. And I think that that's, you know, how we can, can, can continue to contribute to the people that, you know, come behind you and got be that guiding light like you've been uh, because you made those intentions at a younger age or an earlier time. And it doesn't matter about the age, it just matters at the time. You know, even if, if you're listening right now, and you feel like you're older or, or you're younger, I think that it's what's important is just making the decision now because mm. there is an opportunity to move forward into create that and get out of the box, you know, sooner mm. rather than later. Do you agree? Once you're outside that box as well, everything just falls into place. Like it, actually it's that little step outside the box that's the hardest because you see it as this huge daunting risk that's gonna like ruin your life and you're never gonna yeah. be able to go back, but it's not. Once you actually peek over the wall, life changes and you, and you don't wanna go back, trust me. <laughs> There's nothing. And, and, you know, I think that this, that's a great analogy actually. Once you peek over the wall, you, you, there's no going back. Like, and you never will. And I think that that's, um, beautifully put when you meet people though, that have these opposite views from you mm. about, you know, peeking outside of the box, or if there is even a box or these rules, how do you respond to that, Johnny? You know what? I'm like, I'm very tolerant and I'm very understanding of views. I won't get into a debate with someone about something that they truly believe in because I feel like that's a God given right. Um, and also, I, I kind of like it outside the box because it's more spacious. <laughs> so, if they, <laughs> yeah. If they, if they want to stay inside, then yeah, that's their problem. But yeah, I mean, I, of course, I get it all the time. And like, I've been told I live in a dream world. Like, I, I will never, I, I mean, who I am right now tells me that I will never settle down somewhere and be like, okay, yeah, this is me. I'm comfortable. Like, I don't think I'll ever be equipped for that kind of uh, future. I always want to be doing something else. You know, the one a bit of advice I do give to everyone if they do ask is actually just take the first step. That's it. The yeah. first step is all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I always then, say the path, the path to greatness begins with one step. Exactly. Very true. <laughs> Brother, you've given us such a beautiful uh, and profound path to success. What would you say is one reason why people fail? Oh, a hundred percent is because they let, they overthink things and they let, they let fear take over. Like one thing in the coaching world, especially like that we're huge advocates of is imperfect action. Like if you have an idea and you think it's a good idea and you're passionate about it, run with it, just do it. 
that's it like hit, hit straight up because the longer that you leave things the longer you give your mind to find reasons why you shouldn't do it and that's where the fear kicks in and that's where the should i shouldn't i kicks in that's the enemy like you need like imperfect action 100 percent of the way like run with things it doesn't need to be perfect it just needs to be done <laughs> yes damn right it's, it's 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 like execution it's like knowledge is potential power right um execution is is the number one thing i always share it's like how can you execute the next level the next step the next opportunity um and just make it real rather because our minds everything that we've had is created by first in our brains and mm -hmm. then physically absolutely yeah and like we can be our own worst enemies with absolutely everything and um you come you come up with these ideas for a reason but then allowing yourself to speculate too long there's always one way that it goes and that's it if you're just thinking like yeah no it's not the right idea if you're second if you're second guessing yourself already then you just won't do it that's why when things happen even like me going into business with my two business partners now you know what i mean like i felt something and i just did it and i went with it yeah mm. Now, listen, if anybody, thank you so much because I wanted actually just to touch base. If anybody wants to know more about coaching masters, about what you, Lewis and Liam are doing, how can they connect with you guys? How can they reach out to you? How can they find out more information? Um, because I'd love for them to be able to take, take advantage of that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all on Instagram. Uh, you can hit up the coaching masters at the coaching masters on Instagram. Uh, at Lewis Raymond Taylor, at Liam James Collins, and at Johnny Mitchell, 1991. <laughs> I need to change it, I think. Um, and uh, and also www.thecoachingmasters.com. Um, but yeah, and also, like, if anyone wants to shoot me a DM, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you've got uh, about the Coaching Masters or anything, anything else you want to talk about as well. Beautiful. And I'll make sure I put those all in the show notes so anybody that's driving can, can go and, and reach out. Brother, I want to be conscious of time and I want to make sure that I ask you my big and most important question is if you had three days left to live, what would you Three do? days left to live, I would, I'd probably go to, oh, where would I go? I would do some extreme sports stuff. I, if I had three days to live, I'd take all the money that I had and I'd just donate it all to either a dog charity and then I would spend the other half on just traveling around the world and doing like extreme stuff that I always didn't want to do. In a nutshell. Sorry, I was getting out quickly before we cut out. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, and just want to acknowledge and say thank you, Johnny, uh, for everything. Um, it's been a pleasure to connect with you as always. Um, and dude, is there any last words or anything that you want to share? Just guys, if you ever need to reach out, you ever want any advice of anything or you want to learn uh, anything else about what I've done, by all means, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to talk to anyone um and yeah just uh it's been great to be here thanks man for, for having me on i do apologize about the, the connection uh it's throwing me off a little bit but um it's been great being here anyway <laughs> all good bro it was all with intention man so bless you bro it's been good to connect and we'll talk soon thanks man cheers, cheers. hey everyone thanks for listening to the resilient minds podcast if you seriously love the episode please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now. As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Bounds signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.